0: is the best weapon. Today is Monday, June 26th, 2023 in the Gregorian calendar and the 7th of Tammuz, 5783 in the Hebrew calendar. I have a big day today as I am not only hosting the Sunset Series event as always, but I am the headline featured speaker tonight. After four years of running programs for internationals, bringing in high profile speakers, tonight I... I'm the high profile speaker, and I have a lot of emotion around it. I'll be talking about my research for the Showtime series. Ghosts of Beirut, which is a four-part docudrama, so there's a little bit of a documentary aspect, but it's mostly drama and acting on screen. We went into the story of the joint CIA Mossad operation to remove Imad Munia, who was a Hezbollah operative and essentially brought Hezbollah from the ground up. This is a terror organization that still exists today, and it got its footing in the 1982 Lebanon invasion from Israel into Lebanon and has been creating havoc ever since. In the meantime, the show is exciting, thrilling, and I had the opportunity to put in six months of focused research about Lebanon, about Israeli characters that worked to eradicate terror on the other side of the border and I'm going to be talking all about the heads of state, the Mossad agents and all of the people that were soldiers at this time that I got to interview for the research. I'm going to be talking all about that tonight at my event. The series was produced and written by the FAUDA team, so if you're familiar with the international hit show, FAUDA, you'll know who I'm going to talk about next. The writers, Avi Isacharoff and Lior Raz. Lior Raz is also the face of the show. He's the lead actor of the show, are the people that I worked with closely to get this research done, and I provided my research to them so that they could write the show. It was awesome working with, I'd say, the top professionals in the Israeli industry. The mingle starts at 7, that's where we're going to have cocktails, and then at 8 p.m. I'm up. I'm going to record it, so I'll have it up on Instagram. And I can't wait to tell all of you how it went in tomorrow's podcast. Now, let's get to the news. Israeli authorities are condemning Jewish settlers regarding a slew of violent attacks against Palestinians that came as revenge after Hamas-affiliated gunmen carried out a deadly attack on Jews in the West Bank last Tuesday. Four Israelis were killed. Jewish Israelis, that is. Now the authorities are saying this event was actually Jewish terrorism, and I'm referring to the revenge attacks. In a rare joint statement to IDF Chief Lieutenant General Herzi Halevi, the Shin Bet head Ronen Barr, and Police Commissioner Kobi Sheptai claim the revenge attacks, quote, contradict every moral and Jewish value and constitute nationalist terrorism in the full sense of the term, end quote. Within the past five days, hundreds of settlers have torched houses, cars, and opened fire, in some cases, within Palestinian villages. The IDF and Shin Bet plan to arrest any violent rioters and are increasing their forces' presence within the West Bank, or as some call it, Judea and Samaria, however you want to say it. This is to prevent any further attacks. Video footage shows several settlers storming through the Palestinian village of Msafa some wearing masks, setting fire to cars and homes. The IDF was able to capture one of the attackers, and that was in an attempt to try to make an example and prevent the others. Defense Minister Yoav Gallant is urging the IDF to maintain order and prevent acts of uncontrolled violence by residents of the area. The Israeli police say they so far arrested four people. Four Israeli citizens were killed last Tuesday and another four wounded in a terror attack near the settlement of Eli in the West Bank. This is the event that set off those revenge riots. According to the IDF spokesperson, two Hamas-affiliated terrorists drove up to a restaurant and opened fire, murdering three young civilians near the restaurant. The terrorists fired again, this time at a gas station, and murdered the fourth victim. A bystander took down one of the terrorists while the other was able to flee in a stolen car. The victims include 17-year-old Nachman Shmuel, 18-year-old Alicia Antman, 21-year-old Haral Massoud, and 63-year-old Ofer Fairman. May their families find peace. Member of Knesset, Simcha Rothman, who is also the chairman of the Knesset Constitution Law and Justice Committee in Israel, is proposing a bill to limit judicial review of government and restrict the use of reasonableness in the government's judicial overhaul plans. Reasonableness is part of the process that recently came to the public awareness here in Israel, and the idea is that the court is actually able to make rulings, based on their assessment of how reasonable a case is or not. Of course, that is a simplification, but because the country has no official constitution and the courts have a lot of room to make their determinations, there's a lot of support to change this and eradicate it from the court system as part of the judicial overhaul. The proposed changes limit the high court from intervening in decisions specifically involving elected officials and they would not be able to use their reasonableness judgment on those specific cases. Supporters of the bill say it should be made by the government and elected officials so that they don't have to have what some might say is a pissing match between the government and the high court. The opposition strongly opposes this move and accuses the coalition of seeking tyranny rather than reasonableness. Arnon Milchan, a Hollywood producer and Israeli citizen, is testifying against Prime Minister Benjamin Netanyahu as a part of the Prime Minister's ongoing trial. The prosecution says Netanyahu should be penalized for using bribery, fraud and breach of trust during his time as the previous former Prime Minister. Milchan says the gifts he gave to Netanyahu did not affect their friendship and believes there were no legal issues with their relationship prior to the police investigation. The prosecution questions Milchan about his statements to investigators and his close friendship with Netanyahu. The witness ended up sharing that he admits he always said yes to Netanyahu's requests for gifts because they were friends and he never wanted to refuse him. I want to thank all of you for your interest in Israeli affairs. Israeli politics our world politics. I also want to thank all of you who personally finance and fund the Israel Daily News podcast with monthly contributions. I would not be able to financially or emotionally continue without your support. You can also support us by leaving us a review on Apple Podcasts. Two, you can share the show with a friend. And three, you can follow us on Facebook and Instagram at IsraelDaily.news as well as Shanna Fold. My name has two ends in it and I'm very sensitive about that. You can also find us on Twitter at Israel podcast. Got him. Israeli police have arrested three United Nations officials for their smuggling of liquid cocaine. The arrests took place at the Jordan River border, where Israeli authorities discovered the drugs disguised as perfume kits. The suspects, who were UN employees, were stationed on the Syrian border and arrested during routine checks by the tax authority and airport authority personnel. Israeli authorities say this incident is just a part of a series of successful anti-smuggling operations reflecting their effectiveness in curbing drug trafficking. Both Israeli and Egyptian border officers are working tirelessly to stop this issue. Israel is commending Cyprus for successfully preventing a terror attack that was orchestrated by a member of Iran's Revolutionary Guard. The plan was supposed to target Jews who were in Cyprus. The operation was squashed by Cyprus, the U.S., and Israeli intelligence. They all teamed up to make this happen. The biggest issue was that they never caught the guy who is suspected of having planned this all out. The teams were, however, able to find the equipment meant to be used for the attack, which we don't have many details about. I don't have a lot of details about what this attack was supposed to look like, just that there was a planned attack, And it didn't happen, and at least the equipment was confiscated before it got to be in use. The Prime Minister's office is emphasizing Israel's commitment to employing various methods to protect Jews and Israelis around the globe, and specifically when it comes to combating Iranian terror. Now, this is sort of crazy in light of what I'm going to speak about tonight, and I have to say that I think media has a huge impact on legislation, and you might not always be able to have a direct link, but I want to read you one of the headlines of today's Jerusalem Post. I'm going to read you this. 1982 tire disaster in Lebanon was likely terrorism, IDF. The subheader, the IDF, Shin Bet, and Israel Police will convene a commission of inquiry into the disaster more than 40 years after it occurred. Now let me tell you, the 1982 tire disaster in Lebanon was my first part of research for the ghosts of Beirut. What happened was that our research team, including myself, are almost certain, and I don't even want to say almost certain, we are certain that one of the first suicide bombings ever to surface in the world was the 1982 tire disaster, and this was the beginning of suicide bombings. Now Israel, perhaps as a cover-up, even though there may have been some people that had a whiff or had a sense that this was actually terror, they said that it was a gas leak. I'm going to read you the beginning. The first tire disaster in which a deadly explosion rocked Israel's headquarters in the Lebanese city in 1982 may have been a result of terrorism, Israel's defense establishment said in a statement on Saturday. Further, the IDF, Shin Bet, and Israel police will convene a commission of inquiry into the disaster more than 40 years after it occurred, they announced. Israel's defense establishment announced late last year that it was reopening the probe into the incident out of respect for the fallen and in. In the pursuit of the truth. Now, I I researched and interviewed people who were involved in this incident. It was not pretty. People were under the rubble, and the survivor testimonies that I took, one of them was firsthand. I think about it pretty frequently, and um, I just want to give you a takeaway from the story that I learned with this witness. Israeli operators came to pull him out of the rubble. He had been stuck for hours on end underneath the soil, underneath the, underneath the ground. When emergency rescue crews came to get him, they told him that they had to amputate his legs in order to remove him. He insisted no. He had been for hours and hours underneath the rubble, and he said no. He was so encouraged by the fear of losing his legs that he was able to start to wiggle them and he wiggled his legs and he was able to assist emergency rescue teams in helping himself get pulled out from the rubble. I'll talk about this story tonight when I do my research talk. I just want to leave you with that thought. The human mind is so incredibly powerful, okay? And I want you to walk through your day today and every day remembering that if you can get in control of your mind, if you can exercise your mind, if you can tap into the strength of your mind, you can literally do anything, even avoid having your legs amputated when you have been told that is the only way that you are going to survive, Even after you have been underneath the ground without a voice, not having even been able to scream for help for hours on end, that is the power of the mind. All right. Well, that is it for today's show. Today is Monday, June 26, 2023. Tel Aviv has a low of 22 degrees Celsius and a high of 29 degrees. That's 71 degrees Fahrenheit for the low going up to 84 degrees for the high. Subscribe to the Israel Daily News podcast on Spotify or Apple Podcasts or wherever you're hearing it from. We are everywhere don't forget to sign up to our Israel weekly news wrap it's a newsletter with the top five stories coming out of Israel from throughout the week I sent it out last night if you want to be on my weekly mailing I always add in a personal note at the top so that you can know what's going on in my life so sign up for that at israeldaily.news I'm now going to send you off with a song called Aneni Na by Kunda and Laor, a great cousin duo from Jerusalem. Have a great and productive day and an excellent week. Shavuotov everyone. From live Olam Beat, alive, bed Beat, Beat, Baffanan Deep inside the land of Zion It's a dance design to move everyone So Yalla Kulam, put your worries aside This beat is a sign, your body decides Yalla Kulam, we won't let them divide Jerusalem sisters all on the same side